Welcome to the John DePietro Show on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM. News Talk WNRI. Cannot be all All right. Thank you, JR. Folks, good afternoon at 1206. And it is a good, a- good afternoon. It is uh, Monday. It is December 4th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in who's so terrific, part of our Facebook Live family. Some people will watch this later. Some people will watch it live. Um, You can always share that you are watching. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We do have some news on this Monday that I want to share. And then uh, I, I have a thought. That through time we will find our rhythm in dealing with this, and and maybe even some some humor. But right now it is twelve oh seven. It is Monday afternoon. In this portion of our program, I want to thank Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, the wonderful people at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, thirty six eighty eight Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They it looks fantastic. That's where we will be getting our live tree, Fraser fir trees, potted live trees. Custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch, 60 inch sizes, uh, Christmas swag, mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts, gift certificates. They're open every day, uh, every day of the week. Their next day off is Christmas Day. Florists, quality poinsettias. They have custom made sleds from local artists. Firewood is available. Pickup and delivery. This is where we will be getting our Christmas tree. I look forward to decorating. Folks, they are so terrific. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, check out topetro.com. We had quite the weekend. We were the first ones to identify the suspect in the East Providence situation. We were the first ones to post the video that Providence Police made the arrest in East Greenwich of the guy that fired at the Johnston police officers. Uh, we were, It's a first of many. And DePetro.com should continue to just keep rolling. Even the goat, we're going to go through a little bit of a period of transition here. Um, and I really want to thank uh, my friends uh, Jim and everyone at the Coesit Inn. Uh, I can't, my first meal when I recover one of my first meals will be at the Coesit Inn, 226 Coesit Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge, they're waiting for you. At the Coesed Inn, proud sponsors of Dupetro.com. Well, folks, I want to jump into it. Some people know I did a little chat with our subscribers. Other people uh, will find out now, and especially the radio people will find out now. But, um, and I, I feel by talking about it, we'll get into a rhythm. Uh, we will find angles of humor. Some people already have used humor in their own way to make me feel better. Specifically, Miguel, Degnan, Dana who's just terrific. Um, So just that not to, there's certain things I'm going to share. There's certain things just yet I'm not ready to share. I will in time, but I I did receive, unfortunately, a cancer diagnosis. And next Thursday, December 14th, I I will have surgery. I have been working with the people up uh, at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. And I'm very comfortable you know, with the, the team there and they assign you a team. And so it'll, it'll be some time in the hospital. 
And um, but the good news is because of my health and, and the good news, there's a lot of good news here. We're, we're catching it early. They believe that I should have uh, a complete recovery. I can tell you it's been a real roller coaster, as you can imagine. I, I also I want to be very clear on certain things. I, I it's all relative. You know, in the past, I, I raised over one million dollars. I did personally for the children at Hasbro Children's Hospital. And so I have interviewed, you know, a little three-year-old child. And, and it's not, this is not that. And I've interviewed the parents of a four-year-old child or a two-year, whatever. So there's that. Um, I feel very fortunate. And I know some people won't get this, but where we are in the world and we have access one hour up the road, of the people at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute um, by being proactive. And there's so much I do want to mention about this. Number one, it's not your imagination. I have not been sick one day this year. I have been sick in two years. <laughs> I mean, I regularly go to the doctor. Um, I have things tested. My life is too valuable. As I, t- I didn't even get sick when I went to Poland and Ukraine. And I was around all those sick people, all those people, the refugees out in the cold and everything else. I didn't even get sick then. I have not been sick in two years. However, because of that, we were able to catch it early. Now, I want you to understand that, you know, I found out uh, I'm going to mix in news with we, we can't be I can't go through. This whole process without some humor injected. I also want to thank Bendy, who's been so terrific. And now he'll really appreciate. Folks, you think of like just the long nights of being out in the grind and running here and there. And believe me, anyone that's had and dealt with cancer, you feel it. It's a grind on you. And the main trip was, um, yes, thank you, Bendy. The main trip, that, that, was, that was really rough. But I, I did find... So I'll just take you back a little bit. I mean, not everyone will find the humor in this, but I found the humor in it. And so I found out uh, back in August that it was positive. And, and it's, it's difficult. And I want to thank, and I'm going to do a posting on it. My friend David Bucci. Dave Bucci, if you know, I've known him. I went to Bishop Hendrickson, but he went to Cranston East. We had mutual friends. He's had a battle. I mean, he, he has just been remarkable to deal with. Um, and, and I didn't want to share things until I knew, you know, there's so much testing to go through and what you have to go through in order to arrive at then how you're going to go through it. And it's different for everyone. And by the way, I fully get it's, it's, it's different. Um, I find it therapeutic. I share so much with everyone. And I think that's what makes the whole on the scene live stream and all the everything so enjoyable and, and I, it, at least for me it is not everyone again everyone handles it differently but but the it's a it's a real gut punch finding that out um, and then the next day you you I, I know it's different for everyone but I, I mean it's just so you know it is it is a life-changing situation it is and um, and everything else is normal. But then you're going about it. I have new, ins- I have just a new appreciation, new empathy. At some point, post surgery, I certainly would like to help people going through that because it, it certainly, it, it's such a mental drain. 
um, because you're, and it's an unknown, right? Where is it? Is it spreading? Uh, how bad is it? When do, when do you have to have this done? How will it impact my, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And I know that people, um, thank you. I know that people um, focus on the physical aspect of cancer. I, even that I was um, unaware of just the mental drain that comes into play. So, but what, so that Friday morning, I, I, it's different for everybody. I, I did not even want to, I don't know, you don't even, I did not even want to get out of bed. It's like, what is the point? It's such like a burden that comes crashing down on you. And then that night, I will forever <clears throat> be indebted. The following three people, I think, will, and also Micah Hearn, um, will find this. But I, I will forever be indebted to the inmates at the ACI because that Friday night, I was scheduled to go out with Mark. And I, I just, I felt like, ah, I mean, you don't even want to go. And then it was the riot at the ACI. And, and for five hours, right, I got there at 7.30, first one on the scene live stream. We were there past 12.30. Five hours, I was just occupied with the riot at the ACI. So I'm forever indebted to the inmates. I owe them. Um, and then when I was riding home that night, I didn't get home till after one o'clock in the morning. Keep in mind, no bathroom breaks, no water break, no food break or anything. But I realized for me, and it's different for everyone, but that's how I was then going to deal with it was, you know, the, the on the scene live stream is just, it's terrific. I'm so into it. Um, and people, the reaction from it is so great. And um, and so at different times, it has been, I'm glad that next Thursday's arriving because, you know, I wouldn't share. There were many mornings that I'd have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. You, you have to be in Boston, you know, seven o'clock, 7.30 to meet with the doctors, go through the testing. And then I would still then go through the day. And and I, I did want to single out Bendy, who um, so many times would say, you know, where's the rest of the media when you're out there and you're <laughs> doing that? And, and at different times, I mean, I also want to apologize, folks. I know sometimes I get short-tempered, but it's it's there's a lot going on, you know, in, in, in your mind. There certainly is. And then there's the physical exhaustion. Um, but I, I felt it was worthwhile. I, I continue to get so much out of it. And as many of you know that watch it um, on the same live stream of Cranston PD Live, I mean, I, it, it's, I like it. You have to be into it. And, you know, we, we're obviously into it. So it is daunting. I'm looking forward to you spend so much time in the portal. And I was telling someone, it's, it's um, I was actually telling Dave Bucci, it's the worst part-time job I've ever, I've ever had. It doesn't pay anything. And there's so much to go through. Now, again, I get it. All relative. Um, caught it. Should be removed. I expect a full recovery. Bad news. I'm going to be um, on the scene live stream. Is going to be paused starting... Uh, I don't know, sometime close to the 14th. Could be the 13th, could be the 12th, I don't know. And then Cranston PD Live will pick up in January. I didn't even have a chance to speak with uh, the chief and the commander, they're so terrific, I will. Um, so I'm looking forward to moving ahead. It's the right thing. Um, there's just a lot to it. 
And at the, I, I know people have questions. People have already been sending me questions. It's, it's very personal. And, and um, it's very invasive. And it will be invasive. It'll be the ultimate invasive when they go into you, which it will be. Um, there's, there's different ways and people deal with it. There are some people that have chemo for weeks. This, this is not going to be that. Uh, we believe, and I will talk more about it probably afterwards. And I think I can be. I certainly, it, it changes your, per, your perspective. I'll tell you that much. Um, but I want you to understand and appreciate. I didn't, you don't say anything because a, a big part of it, and again, everyone handles it differently. I get that. And I'll handle this differently. You know, there are people telling me you shouldn't be even working right now. I Obviously, I haven't found that. There are some people that would say, you know, you should not be working now and then not work till, again, everyone, I will handle it at my comfortable pace. Um, I was mentioning earlier, you know, look at Friday. Did, did Friday, did this slow me down from Friday? We did the noon report. I put together a three-hour radio show every day. Not everyone understands that or appreciates that. Um, then we were on the scene in East Greenwich where they arrested that shooter. Then you had the East Providence situation. Then we did Cranston PD Live. So, you know, those of you that, that know the chosen one, and right now, unfortunately, I am the cancerous one, but I look forward to being the cancer-free one. Um, I, I am a very determined individual. And, and many times my enthusiasm for it and drive, you know, tends to override physical things like you're exhausted or you just, you know, it's just such um, an odd experience going through it. So, and I've thought about it and I've had people say, you know, you shouldn't say anything and just be quiet about it. And I don't know. I, I remember when Rush shared with the audience that he had a hearing problem. The great Rush Limbaugh, who I got to know, was a big influence on me. And then I appreciated him. I did for when he shared that he had um, he had lung cancer, you know. So the, the, every, I, I, I'm not judging. Everyone can handle it differently. I'll bet there are some people that quietly go off and do that. Uh, on the scene live stream, you guys here, rolling stream of consciousness. Um, it is daunting. I'm not trying to minimize the whole experience is daunting. It is. But it, I get it. It's all relative. It is. Tim Wakefield of the Red Sox passed away recently. You know, I believe he had brain cancer. I mean, a tumor in his brain. I mean, I get that. As I said, I have been at Hasbro Children's Hospital. In the past, I've raised money for the Jimmy Fund, which really started where I built a rapport with someone at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Um, I've known those people, they are considered, when you're there, I will tell you that it's everything that you hear about. There are, you hear foreign dialects from people that have literally flown in from all over the world to seek treatment there. And okay, so it is a lot. You have to drive you know, an hour north right near Fenway Park. And, but at this point, and I, it, it will be, it's gonna be difficult, but, um, but I, I believe you know, through, through the end of December 14th, through the end of the month, 
will be period of recovery. I, I think I could pop on here and we'll do our chats and so forth. Um, and it is difficult before Christmas, but then, and, and you know, the hardest thing, you know, my children have been fantastic about it. They have been. And that's actually made me feel better once I was able to tell them. And we wanted to wait until we could tell all three of them together, which was right at Thanksgiving morning, because then Jacqueline was away at school. and Kate, obviously, Fox News in New York. But, um, but I have great and developed, I think, better, good insight. Um, I have tremendous empathy for people that have to go through it. And folks, it's a, it's a very, it's a roller coaster ride that people get on when they get into this. And, and many times for some people, it's not, it's not a happy, it's not a happy ending. Um, I want to thank JR at the radio station, WNRI, who would, I think he could sense something was up because I'd communicated with him in the morning and he, okay, you know, he's up in Boston again at the hospital. Like he didn't ever said anything, but, um, and I appreciate him for that. But folks, I, w- I want you to know, I mean, we'll, we'll find our footing here. I'm going to take you through it. I'm going to continue to do, again, I feel, you saw Friday. I mean, I, I feel okay. I feel good. I think part of it, being tired, it's, it's normal. I think part of it's a mental drain. Part of it is probably physical. But um, we're going to go as long as we can and then recover from there. But, um, but I feel very fortunate to have access to such care like that at Dana-Farber and then after this, I believe that I could be an effective resource for someone who is going through something similar, the way that my friend David Bucci has been um, so uh, tremendous. Because it is a lot. It is, folks. Um, regardless of the situation, it, um, it just, it, it, it is, it's everything. When I would be interviewing those families and the children at Hasbro and they tell you that all of a sudden the doctor was like, you need to get this child there. So I, I get it. It's all relative and it is, you know, it's not a two-year-old infant. But um, but I did want to share the news and I am very, very grateful. The people who have been reaching out have been terrific. And I will find that, now there are other things. We're not going to, I'm not actually going to talk about it every day, all day leading up to it. And if something breaks this afternoon or tonight, we'll be there because I feel good and there's no reason not to. But um, but it is a lot. It is a lot. It is a, a life-changing. I do believe, you know, you hear people like the pay it back type of thing. Um, I think at the right time, I will be able to guide someone. But right now, um, in obviously, everything is focused on coming up um, next Thursday. And I want to be very clear. I know... That people have questions. I, I just, the, the information is going to come out. It was a lot to just do this and work up to this. So in time, I feel afterwards, hopefully there'll be plenty of time to, um, to talk about it and then take you through it. Um, it's, it, listen, whenever you're going in, anyone that's had surgery, it, it's 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 serious and when you're having cancer surgery it's it's even more serious but i feel good about the hospital the doctor they work through mass general brigham uh so you start off with the dana farber cancer institute people and again they're 
They're terrific. I also want to be very clear. This is no reflection on Rhode Island. My original doctor was here in Rhode Island. It's no reflection on that at all. This is more of a relationship that I had built up over a period of time because I had helped raise money for the Jimmy Fund, had some communication there, and um, and they were the more than happy. What started just as a conversation then was like, why don't you come in, you know, let us talk to you, look at you, work, you know, do some tests and so forth, and then you kind of go from there. So, so folks, it's a lot. Um, this, I want to be very clear, you know, there's many things this is. This is not a woe is me. Uh, it is, I do not. But it, it also, you know, because I've wrestled with it. it. What am I supposed to do? Pretend that I'm not going through this? What, tell you guys, oh, by the way, I'm going to be off for a period of time. I mean, I, I, that doesn't make sense. This is all about, you know, I mean, that's just, again, it's no judgment. Everyone handles things differently. Um, so it's no judgment on people that keep that type of thing private. I completely understand that and respect that. Um, I thought about it and it just did not make sense to me. There were, there were some people in the business that don't even share with people who they vote for. But again, that's their business. I'm not... Everyone is, is different. If there, there was someone that was having some form of a health issue or treatment, it is entirely how they handle it. It is very, very personal. I get that. But to me, the more I thought about it, it just did not make sense. And selfishly, I actually find our interaction uh, very, very therapeutic in many ways. And more importantly, when you first learn the news... It's, it's so personal and it's so invasive and daunting that um, I believe at some point in the future, knock on wood, or actually fist through table, that I will, um, that someone will say, you know, would you mind talking to this person or that person? And, and I... Hopefully everything will work out fine. And then I'll be able to say, no, I'd be happy to speak to someone like that because <clears throat> it is tough. And then you want to be cautious um, who you share the information with. I know there are some people that uh, for whatever reason, you know, they feel how come they didn't know sooner or anything like that. You have to, you know, everyone operates differently. And I, I felt I'd feel more comfortable once I had a plan and I feel very good about the plan. And what's going to happen? Um, if if there was any way that I could get out of what's about to happen, happening, I would leap at it. But you know, and I even said that. Um, are you sure? Is there any way to get out of this? But there isn't. <clears throat> and so we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna deal with you. But I um, there was a, a great article recently. This poor man, Doctor Finale, he has. Um, Stage four, I think he has lung cancer, and he was saying that just and and there was a great there was a great piece about him in Channel Twelve. There's a terrific piece about him in uh, the Boston Globe, and I I I learned and that had impact on me. Appreciated, he's opening up and talking about it, and I took things out of it. So I think the more you know, we do talk about it. I know there were some people that would they would never talk about it. I fully get that. But there are also people that wouldn't go, you know, why, like, why would I start following that? There are people who goes to, a, you know, a crime scene in Oneyville at one o'clock in the morning. Um, 
normal left like a long time ago. So who, who would do a lot of the things that the chosen one uh, embarks on? I mean, so I, I do believe that just reading that Boston Globe story and, and he talked about, you know, here's someone, he's a doctor and he talked about the, he, he has implemented the second phone call because it's one thing when you get the first phone call and you're finishing lunch and they drop it on you. Oh, your test result came back positive. See you next week. Boom, click. It's, um, he's instituted the second phone call that night to try to gauge where you know the patient is. So I think, um, and I was saying this earlier, but we, we definitely know about some of the effects that, um, you know, you see people that have chemo and you see whether it could be Ida, a relative who had breast cancer and, you know, they lose their hair. There's that aspect of that. It's very visual that people see. But the, um, the part that I, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think gets enough play is the mental drain. It takes on you where it's like trying to solve a puzzle, you know. What's the proper treatment? Where do you go? I, I have a, a relative where they were flying all over the world, you know. Um, they were in Germany. They were, I, I know, I was reading of someone went to Mexico for, I mean, people just, people go to Texas. Um, I mean, I, I'm fortunate I didn't have to be in a situation like that. But what, what, what I wanted to say was I, I just have an appreciation for the, the mental drain that it takes on you. And it does. It, it, it does. And again, maybe there's times I can, you just block out and focus on what you're doing. But um, it, it, it is, you fall into that and it's such a drag where you, it is the last thing you're thinking about when you go to sleep. It is the first thing, you know, you wake up, you're normal, then you start thinking about it. So I, I am relieved that, that there will be a date that that will hopefully be in the, in the rear view, rear view mirror. Um, so it's a lot. There is other news. We are going to talk about things. I'm not going to talk about this nonstop from now until then. And then I, I'll see what the recovery is like. I'm very optimistic. As, as many of you know, I mean, it has not, it in no way impacted, it has had no impact on any of the coverage that, that I have provided since um well it's it's been a while and it is a roller coaster i i had first learned there's a possibility of it last november so then and then there's like ups and downs and you know you get a test and you think oh well, that's positive then you get another one it's not so positive so um but it's i'm looking forward to coming to hopefully some finality to it. And I, I, they, you know, caution you, there can be reoccurrence and some, there are some people that, you know, you may know in your own family or other people that when it comes back and then it's like this endless battle. So, but we'll, you know, listen folks, one day at a time. And I'm very optimistic about it. I wish it wasn't happening, but since it wants strong, thank you. So, but since it is, I, if, if I were advising someone, I, I would, I think, give them the path, you know, that I'm on right now as far as once you decide you're going to do it, 
or needs to be done is more more appropriate probably, then it just becomes the you know the who, the where, and the when. And that's where we're at right now. Now, on this Monday, this portion of the program, and I want to thank everyone at AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement. Joe has been so fantastic, big supporter of the program. People, folks, people say to me, how can I... You know, is there any way it can help? Yeah, support some of our people. 401-323-9252. Serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Frame to finish basements. They do painting. They do remodeling. Yeah, but can they do an addition? Yes. Can they, maybe you have an unfinished garage? Yes. Unfinished basement? Yes. AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement. 401 401- 323-9252. Serving Rhode Island, Southeastern Mass. Joe and his family-run business, they're, they're fantastic. And big supporters of the program. AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement. Well, folks, good afternoon. I also want to thank AtMed Urgent Care. If you need urgent care and you need tests done, two locations, they're terrific. They couldn't be nicer. They're so efficient. Doctors and nurses without the weight of an emergency room. At Med Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. They're open seven days a week. They are very thorough. They're terrific. Um, and I, I have utilized their services more than once. Walk-in urgent care center for all your medical needs. It's At Med, A-T-M-E-D, At Med Urgent Care. Seven days a week, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, 5750 Post Road East Greenwich at Med Urgent Care. Now, I also, there's a lot of people, but I'll, I'll break it up um, because so many of our people that make the program run are uh, so terrific. So now again, folks, you know, I also want to lay it out that um, on the scene live stream will be... Uh, will be paused for the final two weeks of the year. And then I anticipate we'll be back strong sometime in, in 2024. And I, 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 I'm going to, you know, we're going to take it a day at a time leading up to that. But I think it'll, it'll be a different type of, I know it will, uh, Christmas and New Year. And the, the option of not doing anything is not an option. Um, you got to do. You got to take action on something like this, and I feel good about the plan. So now, with that said, um, I will give you, and I appreciate it. You know, people sending messages. How are you feeling? I I feel good. It's um, the biggest thing. Probably a little tired, but it is. The whole thing is draining to go through, and anyone, and it is one of those things. It. it touches a lot of different families. It's different for me. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't, neither one of my parents were ever in the hospital. I didn't have, I didn't have a parent that needed to have cancer surgery. So I feel terrible that my children have to go through this, but like I said, the, the option, there's no option not to do anything. Cranston PD Live will, we will resume in the new year. We have to some, I have some different ideas with that. I have a lot of things that I want to implement. Um, that we're going to do in, in 2024. Uh, many of you know things keep getting bigger and bigger. And and listen, the new year, it's going to be very exciting with first the Iowa caucus, then the New Hampshire primary. And um, I anticipate being, being part of that. 
uh, once we get through this, and then there'll be a period of recovery. So um, someone was asking me how long. I, I don't have a normal, as we know, occupation, normal job. I will tell you that if there, there are people that have to have surgery, and then they're, they're out for like a month. Um, I don't have that. So I believe I don't, you know, I won't be able to go out. I won't be able to go out and ride around. I mean, that, no, we can't do that. <laughs> and, um, and you can't drive for a period of time and, and for various reasons. And so, um, but, uh, you know, we'll take it. We'll see how it, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm not there yet. We'll get a better handle as we get there. Very optimistic. They, they you know, believe that um, I am in, as I mentioned, good physical condition and can get through this. And then we'll, um, it'll be an adjustment, but we'll move forward. So I do want to thank people who have been very, very supportive and terrific folks. We, in, you know, it is, it's a drag because we, you know, made such gains with the program and everything that we've done. And it's, uh, we've had remarkable growth this year between YouTube that continues to grow and obviously the Facebook page continues to grow. And we're getting a lot more listeners from Massachusetts on the radio show and the website continues to break so much stuff. So it is, it's, uh, it's daunting, but it needs to be done. It needs to be handled. This, uh, this is no, I'm not, this is nothing to be ignored. This is nothing to be ignored. And, um, and I appreciate people, you know, that want to be supportive and optimistic. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I know. People always say that. Um, you know, let's, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this, this goes. I, I, I feel I'm, I'm doing everything possible in order to hopefully achieve a positive outcome. So, but we'll, we'll, take, it, we'll take it a day at a time. I want to reiterate this week, I think, I think everything is normal. So, and then into part of next week, and then you just want to make sure you don't get sick, be around anybody, then it has to be postponed. So, we're kind of going to lockdown a little bit, but um, but as long as we have the on-the-scene live stream or want it, want after dark, I, I think it'll be okay. But I really want um, everyone to understand and, and appreciate that it, it has been the, the support of people responding to the content that we put out has been, you know, the best, I know it sounds hokey, but best medicine over the, you know, the past few months in dealing with this. It has for me. Again, everyone deals with it um, differently. So we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Now, folks, this portion of the program, I also want to thank. They um, have been very, very supportive. JMB Plumbing. Um, I wish it was just a matter of a plumbing. I wish, I wish I could bring him over and he could handle this, but he can't. Um, but I'll tell you what he can do. Nope, for that, we're going to have to go to Dana-Farber. But for this, if you have a plumbing problem, he can repair damaged water pipes. He can repair clogged pipelines. He, they can replace hot water heater. They do not handle cancer surgery, but J&B Plumbing, there they are. In emergency service, 401-743-9153, J&B Plumbing. They are very supportive of the program. Uh, they have been terrific. 
I was notifying some people prior to broadcast. And uh, Jim and his crew there, they were one of them because just they've been so supportive. Folks, call them if you need a good plumber. I wish I could have them handle my situation. But um, that's not one of their specialties. 401-743-9153 for JMB Plumbing. Well, folks, good afternoon. I actually feel better after telling everyone um, because there's so many of you that I deal with on a daily basis. I also want to thank uh, Stephen Shapa, Shapa Insurance. They have been uh, so terrific and supportive of the program. And they're right, navigating the world of insurance, it can be daunting, whether it's auto insurance or home insurance, renter's insurance, business insurance, flood, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Stephen Shopper, Shopper Insurance. When you want to talk about neighbor, partner, and friend, uh, Stephen is so terrific in unparalleled personal service. And so I have... um, Dealing with them has given me great peace of mind. Right there, Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shopper Insurance Agency, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-INSU, or 4678-SHOPA-Insurance Agency. Call them for a free, you know, sit down with them. Stephen and Shopper, trusted insurance partner. Talk about dedicated neighbor, partner, and friend, your one-stop insurance solution. It's shopper insurance agency. Again, call them for a free quote. And I want to thank Stephen personally. He is uh, terrific. 401-900-4678 for Shapa Insurance Agency. Folks, I also, and I want to just rehash a little bit. In the days ahead, and probably post-surgery, I'll feel more comfortable talking about it. You know, I've already gotten people you know, sending messages and they, I get that people want to have, they, they have questions or they feel, they feel they have the right to ask questions. Um, it's very personal and it's as personal and as invasive as, as I can get. And so over time, I will. It's a lot to just even talk about it in, in this manner. So I'm, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not, knocking anyone. I'm not even seeing any comments right now. And I, you know, I, um, I've already seen one, but, you know, I need to know what, I, I don't know if I'd use the word need, you know, I don't know what things you need to know, um, what, what's, what type of kid, I, I, I get that. You want to know, right? You want to know. I, I get that. That's all like forthcoming. Um, people, I'm just curious. Well, you know, don't be curious. Yeah. The cat was curious. How did that work out? Um, a little self-restraint. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, as many of you know, dealing with social media is not easy. People feel they can ask anything, say anything. Um, and I, it's all part of dealing with it. And then you just have to like block a lot of it out. I also want to thank uh, Tim Johnson and the great crew. Oh, I got to have him on this week. Propane Plus. If you're in Massachusetts, call your rep. I've shared information on that, that they're planning on... Uh, changing things in Massachusetts. But Propane Plus, call them today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, not only are they the best, not only do I admire their family, and my best goes out to Tim Johnson's dad, who um, who um, I've been thinking of him uh, of, no, of, late, of lately, 
but they also have a great website, residential, commercial. They're the type of people you want to do business with. Propane Plus, 401-885-4209, 401-885-4209 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, good afternoon. Now, the other element um, of the week ahead, I'm not going to talk about it every day. I did want to talk about it now um, to kind of break the news, so to speak. And then um, I'll talk about it when it makes sense to talk about it. I'm not oblivious. Uh, I mean, to me, the big news story today is Lindsey Graham on CNN. And they're saying maybe we should start to send those busloads of illegals up to Rhode Island, Mass, and Connecticut. And I'm cheering that on. Good. I hope it does happen. And even the CNN anchor was saying that because... Senator Reid and White House and these senators that are voting against um, some of the measures that they want to implement. But I want that to happen and not for the reason that people think. I want it to happen because it's something that no one around here, certainly not the media, is talking about. None of the politicians are talking about it. Governor McKee and Matos that raised the bar that started giving out the driver's license to illegals, that make us more of a sanctuary state. You know, I'll tell you how bad it is. During this recent CD1 race that just wrapped up, I I was off here pleading with the Leonard campaign, just throw it out there, just throw out the following. I don't think the state should be a sanctuary state. And let the AMO campaign react to it. Let the media react to it, wouldn't do it. I believe that if if they said we're going to go to the polls and vote on the way that McKee Matos and that den of thieves on Smith Hill behind me on Facebook, the way they keep inviting all these people in here, I believe that they're not in touch or hearing the way most people think. Don't get me wrong. The progressives, uh, a big part of the Democrat Party is saying, oh, no, absolutely, they should come in here, they're Americans, they should vote. I'm willing to bet you get outside of the Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls. Most people are like, no way. So I'd like to see it happen because I think it would force a conversation. Right now, Governor McKee ducks it. No one says anything to him. Let some of these elected leaders get uncomfortable. This was Senator Lindsey Graham on CNN with Dana Bash. Ourselves. Senator, you said this week that Texas Governor Greg Abbott should send migrants to states like Rhode Island and yes. Oregon and Connecticut where right. Democratic senators yeah. oppose this new stricter mm-hmm. asylum provision that you want. Have you heard back from Governor Abbott? Yeah. No, I'm going to go visit. So here's the problem. you got 11 Democratic senators signing a letter resisting changing the laws that attract so many illegal immigrants. Six million, six million people were encountered in 2023. Texas has been overrun. The Democrats position is remain in Texas. What I'm telling Governor Abbott, why don't you send thousands of these illegal immigrants to the states uh, where these senators wrote the letters, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Oregon, and let them understand. I agree with them. I know most people, and I posted that clip on the Facebook page, I know people listening saying, well, whoa, whoa, we don't want them here. But what I have been saying is, as a result of them not being sent here, In my opinion, Governor McKee, they get off easy. 
the elected leaders, him and Matt, let them. Right now, McKee and Matos, they're the problem. They stand forth in front of the cameras and say, everyone in Rhode Island backs our position on this. Wrong. Let them hear from us that that's not happening, that, that you, do, you don't support that. Because right now, I don't hear any discussion on it. <clears throat> I want this to be an issue. If there's anyone that thinks mistakenly that the McKee administration <clears throat> could handle this, that they can't handle 15 people in tents at the state house. What do you think? What, how would they handle if, if buses with 500 show up on Monday and another 500 on Tuesday and another 500 on Wednesday and another 500 on Thursday? Then let's see. How do you think he would handle it? I want to see Governor McKee saying we've had 5,000 illegals arrive on these buses and the people of Rhode Island are more than willing to pay for them and we're going to put them up. And feed the, I, I want to see that happen because I know, see, I'm out there in the street and I hear from you and the, the people that really make the state run, that do the working and pay the taxes. Because I know the real Rhode Islanders would say, I'm not paying that. I'm not supporting that. And then let's have it go to a vote. At the state house, I have no idea why it's not on the ballot. The rare sanctuary state. Put that on the ballot. How would people in Smithfield vote on that? How would people in North Smithfield vote on that? I get, I, actually, I don't get that Gary, I know Gary Leonard ran for the first time. I, I was begging him, make it an issue with in the CD1 race, because I, I think there's far more people at the ballot box. There's far more of us that would say, I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to, I don't want those people coming here. As I've told you, the McKee, Matos, the Democrats, they're far more comfortable having these people just slide in. See, the problem with these buses, when they arrive in New York, is you can't ignore them. Much like when they arrived and DeSantis flew them to Martha's Vineyard. So suddenly you would have these progressives saying, yes, they are welcome here. Yes, we will pay for them. Yes, we will so let them take them in. But the, the problem now is McKee and company, see, they don't want this even discussed. And a problem that I have with certain individuals is they allow the governor to hide on it. I begged Republican candidate Ashley Kalis make more of an issue of it. She wouldn't do it. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I was, you know, Alan Fung kind of made an issue, but not enough. But in that CD1 race, I think it's an issue. I think that there's so many people that it was put to them or they saw them arriving here. Now, do I really want busloads of 5,000, 10,000 of them arriving here? I don't, but I also don't like what's happening right now. I want to see the lieutenant governor standing there greeting them, saying these are the new Rhode Islanders. These are the new voters. None of them speak English. They all stuck over the border. Yeah, 
I want to see, I want to see the reaction that they would get, McKee Matos, and let it be an issue. And then let, hey, Senator Whitehouse is up for re-election next year. That absolutely should be a major issue in the campaign. But it's the Republican that has to make it. You know, I remember even Bob Flanders ran against Senator Whitehouse. I was begging them to make more of an issue of it. They wouldn't do it. So it's obviously an issue. It's getting worse. Look what it's doing in New York City. I don't understand the people that are hesitant to talk about it. You know, I want to see, I want to see, let's have a discussion. Should some of the Gaza refugees come to Rhode Island? I say no. What, why is it that Egypt and the rest of these countries don't even want these people? Why should we take them? Here's my point. Why should you have to pay for them? I don't think you should have to pay for them. This is insanity. <clears throat> but the real answer, the real answer, there's certain things that, that people don't talk about with you in the media and in politics. There's two things they don't talk about. One is... Who are really the students in the Providence school system, the Central Falls school, school system, and Pawtucket school system, especially Providence, NCF? Who are the real students there? If people truly had an idea of how many illegals were in the classroom, excuse me, migrants, whatever word you want to use. I know some people would say no person is illegal. Well, they're here illegally. If people really had an idea, or if that started to be vetted, you, you'd, you'd cut the population. If they start to say, no, 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 you can't be an illegal and go to Rhode Island school, they'd go somewhere else, meaning they'd go to another state. You would cut the population of the students in the Providence School in half. You'd cut the population in Central Falls by 75%. Pawtucket would be probably north 30%. So, 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 so what? Then close the schools. Well, they don't want to close the schools. They don't want to close the schools. Folks, this portion of the program, and there is still time this month, I want to thank the great J. Perry Paving. They do fantastic work. I, I received nice photos from Norman. They went and they uh, paved his driveway and road. Free estimate, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401 732 1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Still time, still time. Get your driveway paved. Free quote. They're the best. And learn about the benefits of asphalt paving. Get a free quote. Remember, asphalt, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. 1256. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, coming up next hour, politics this week, Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorrising.com. Now, some other stories that we're watching is the individual. I will talk more about the suspect from East Providence probably later today. He, um, we have we have more information about him than anyone. He's a dangerous individual, and look at what happened on Friday. Who knows what that was going to turn into? But that guy, he he could make bail. He could get out. He is a dangerous individual. We'll also have more information later on Um The individual they arrested me, Greenwich. 
he shot at that Johnston police officer in the city of Providence. Folks, what, what many people are learning now, affordable housing, low-income housing, I should say, and it's the big mantra in Rhode Island right now, low-income housing. In other, You know what it really means? It means let's bring the crime to the suburban areas. Low-income housing. How is that guy who shot at a Johnston police officer in, look at everything, it's everything I've been telling you. That this, I, the, the damage this governor is doing is, it's, it could be unfixable, the damage that Governor McKee is implementing. Low-income housing. How is that guy living right down the street from Bissot's restaurant? You know, what, walking around Main Street Coffee? They, they're always, they're always, you know, they're always, um, <clears throat> always carrying a weapon on them. And then you had the Warwick Raid. More and more of what I have been <sighs> preaching about is actually coming true. So, but that East Providence situation, that is um, something to keep your eye on. I've been in touch. I feel terrible for it. Uh, ex-wife and her family and what they've gone through. Uh, we've posted the video on petro.com. It is a challenge. Well, folks, here's what we're going to do. Again, just to repeat, uh, for me, the big news of the day. So cancer diagnosis, I'm going to have surgery next week. And um, I will mention it next hour. Next hour on the radio will be... Um, Politics this week with Justin Katz. Let's see what the news of the day is. If something happens, we'll go out on the scene live stream. Otherwise, definitely do a one after dark. But right now, we're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Politics this week with Justin Katz. WNRI, Socket. W260DC. WNRI.